and welcome to the Common Geeking Program. We are a book club style podcast where each episode we discuss a different topic from our own geeky and nerdy perspectives. I am your host, Jeff Levitt, and this week we are going to be taking a look at Metroid Dread. A pretty cool game. This time around, I'm joined by two fellow nerds who can uh, introduce themselves. Hello, my name is Colin Ketchin. Um, I... I've been wanting to talk about this game in depth with people since it came out, so I'm very excited to have this conversation right now. Hi, I'm Tymel Chaudhary, or Chowder, whichever you prefer. I've also been wanting to talk about this game because I've really been enjoying it. Also, I just got a crap ton of ice cream for crazy cheap because Stewart sells uh, ice cream for 50 cents on Veterans Day. Are you oh, serious? Nice. Do you get yeah. to fucking... Do you get a... Uh, an employee discount and stacks with that or the uh, employee discount doesn't stack with the uh sales but bummer that's that's fine <laughs> it's 50 cent ice cream it's fine <laughs> I, I mean, yeah wait wait is this like hold on wait 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 is this because i'm gonna be pissed at myself if i fucking yeah, wait, like, like how just much took... for 50 cents yeah because like i would i just took a nap and i could have been out there fucking like grabbing that much ice cream are you kidding me uh well they're they're single scoop ice creams but like oh uh, okay but but I mean, like so also i got like seven single scoops yeah. <laughs> <laughs> do you have to buy them in single scoop form like did you just fucking walk out of there with seven fucking cones of ice cream each with a single scoop or well, did you fucking well i didn't get i didn't get bowl? them in i didn't get them in cones i got them in like seven uh bowls Okay, so, but it was seven separate bowls. They they, they, yes. do, they do refuse to put the scoops in one bowl. They got to draw the line somewhere. Well, sure, because then it would basically just be, you know, like you could just I get mean, like a bulk order and then have it, you know. I will I, I will also I mean, say this. Granted, oh, go ahead. I probably could have gone away with like double scoop bowls uh, mm-hmm. and just charge like two single charge two single scoops, but like I don't know, I didn't. I guess because I work there and I got to draw the line somewhere. (laughs) (laughs) You don't want them to know how much of a nasty bastard you really are. No, Chatter is just like ringing up the ice cream and he's just like, "Mm, no, I'm not going to let you get away with that, you rat bastard. (laughs) (laughs) To be fair, uh, when people ask for a single scoop, I'm like, okay, I'll just charge you for two. Or I mean, ask for a double double scoop. I just charge him for two single scoops on on a holiday. Sure, sure, sure. yeah, Yeah, but... Yeah. So, but it is. It does seem a little strange to me. Like I get that Stewart's is you know a big ice cream uh, uh, company. Basically, is is despite all the other things, ice cream is sort of what people care about. Ice cream, and ice coffee. cream co- company with convenience store products. Also, we fucking yeah. That's what Stewart's is. If you're not from fucking upstate yeah from New York. our area, so I <laughs> yeah. I, I, under, I understand that like. That's sort of the thing that makes Stuart special in these parts of the United States, but it is, despite the warmth of this year, still November, and I'm like, is ice cream in November a good celebration for anything besides being inside a warm home, which Stuart's is decidedly not? I mean, maybe that's how they get rid of all of their uh, their excess bulk of the summertime ice cream. Let us I- celebrate the sacrifice of our troops by offloading our stock. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah, people eat ice cream all year round. I, I mean, yes, I yes, yes, for sure. But I'm like, 
I'm just wondering if, because they also have hot drinks, once we get into this time of year, are there other options? I'm not saying I'm a marketing wizard. That's just what's coming across to me. Because Metroid Dread heralded the introduction of Spooky Season by being a scary game in the beginning of October. And while we're just having the conversation now, here in November, um, we are decidedly on the other side of Spooky Season, which is not a warm one. It's not a warm one. It's always spooky season because we have the looming dread of total world destruction at the hands of global warming or fascism. Yeah, yeah. when you put it like that, the Emmys are just a delight, <laughs> aren't they? But I feel like that's you're getting more into uh, into existentially terrifying. I feel like spooky has the connotations of also being kind of fun with the, with the spookiness. Yeah, I was you know? really surprised when I booted up Metroid Dread and it was just Facebook. <laughs> horrifying the final boss is fucking mark zuckerberg (laughs) the final boss is trying to hold a sincere smile through the meta rebrand announcement all right guys let's uh we're gonna start off by summarizing our our little game here and then uh and discuss it as well and then we'll end off with our little rating section where we can decide if it was worthwhile and enjoyable you guys want to jump on into the summary uh Yeah. yeah let's talk about metroid dreed Right, so uh, I I have played some of this game. I think it would probably be better if maybe one of you led the majority of the summary because yeah. you know better the the words and things to describe things I rather will, than me bumbling around. I will humbly offer myself. Terms. I will okay. humbly offer myself as as tribute, uh, and I will not hear any arguments to the contrary because uh, Metroid is a pretty foundational franchise for my interests in in video games. Yeah, and I have spent a tremendous amount of time. The in genre it. it spawned it's called Metroidvania. Like, yeah, it <laughs> it's uh, it's just it the is. vainiest the vainiest Metroids you can find. But uh, Metroid is. Uh, a very long-standing series. It is the same age as Zelda. Both Metroid and Zelda premiered in the same year, but we know who Nintendo's favorite child really is. Zelda uh, so- <laughs> is just a little bit older, and thus uh, they got that eldest sibling privilege. Yeah, Metroid <laughs> Metroid has all the neglect of a younger child uh, from, from <laughs> Nintendo. Uh, that's why Metroid Prime 4 development has been delayed and restarted after not having a game in that franchise for, what, 16 years now? That's fine. Yeah, yeah it should be noted, like, Dread is, like, the first, like, new game in the series in a long while. Like, everything else was either, like, a remake, a spin-off. Or everything since Other M has been either, like, a remake yeah. or spin-off. So, I think, I, I think uh, just to set the foundation here, Metroid... Uh, first, uh, first game Metroid came out on the NES in 1986. Uh, it is a sci-fi side-scrolling action adventure shooter. I don't know if any of those terms are used to describe it back in the eighties, but that's what we use now. Um, <laughs> I, like when, like, when, like people try to avoid saying Metroidvania because it is kind of like a jargon term. It if is. you don't, uh, people, uh, tend to use platform adventure game which platformer I think yes that's i Pla- metroid metroid has always had uh, a uh, lot of platforming sc- at its core yeah, for yeah, sure si- side scroll adventure game uh side scrolling so, adventure game 
you know. From a 2D perspective, you play primarily as a character named Samus. Uh, and basically the games have followed the story of her as a bounty hunter with a history of a mysteriously extinct race called the Chozo, space birds, uh, and fighting things called space pirates, and that's both their job and their species. Strange. Uh, and there are these uh, aliens called Metroids, which are like... <laughs> their species is space Yeah, pirates? peak sci-fi writing there in 1986. Weird energy, and just, but okay. Yeah, just just kind of stuck with it but uh, all the games essentially follow some form of her hunting metroids uh because they were these powerful like bioweapon creatures that absorb the energy of other things and they got out of control so So are metroids they're bio engineered or are they a species yes they are a bio engineered species yes yeah Mm -hmm. and I, i mean uh in metroid 2 in its remake or honestly the metroid prime games which are the first person spinoff trilogy for the gamecube and nintendo wii uh that's where you actually deal with metroids as enemies the most um as as combatants uh but here in metroid dread uh the metroids have been rendered extinct through events in previous games from metroid 2 super metroid and uh metroid fusion this is a sequel to metroid fusion which to chatter's point came out a long time ago that was 2002 on the game boy advance and that was the furthest yeah, forward geez. in the timeline we we ever got metroid fusion just like to get all my biases out there introduced me to metroid introduced me to the concept of metroidvanias and Uh, I think to really have this discussion about what makes Metroid Dread new and interesting is to define what a Metroidvania is and what it means to us. Yeah, I think I'm on the same boat. I think Metroid Fusion was my first Metroid. Then I worked my way backwards from there. This, uh, This was my first Metroid game. Yeah, and uh, and to that (laughs) point, I was pretty excited to have you play it because... Uh, I think the gap between Metroid Fusion and now has been filled by a lot of interesting things yeah, in no. the indie game space, and that yeah. really informs how this game hits. And yeah, Jeff, in- knowing that you are not like an action gamer, a fast-paced gamer, like yeah. th- I know that this is not your bread and butter, so I'm really well, curious yeah, I mean, to, to get different perspectives on it. Yeah, we'll, we'll get into that in a bit, but I would say that like compared to some other types of like action games this is a bit more in my wheelhouse just because mm-hmm. yeah. like you know like it's there are parts of it that are fast paced but most of it i would say like the whole core tenet of like it's pretty exploratory the map yeah. is yeah is exploring like a two dimensional map and like trying to you know find new ways to get to new areas and find items yep. and stuff like that and that that kind of stuff you know, maybe it's not like my favorite thing, but it, it's a bit more in my, uh, in my, yeah, uh, up my alley, I suppose. Yeah, which which is uh, to explore. Finally, explain what a Metroidvania is. It, it, mm-hmm. it unlike games like say Mario, where you're going through a linear level that's more about moving through obstacles, and unlike a Zelda game where it's like here's an open map, go everywhere. Right. right. It, you have like, uh large singular ish map uh but like you'll have a bunch of ways that are blocked off and you progress by like exploring the map finding items that'll help you get through blocks in the road and and like you repeat that loop until you get to the end 
Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and, and it's, 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 and I've mentioned this in previous episodes. I think the magic trick of the Metroidvania as a subgenre is it marries the sense of like freedom and exploration because essentially the hook, and this is why I think the reason Metroid Fusion and Metroid Zero Mission like really stick in my brain is they like, they've taught my brain the idea like, okay, I have no idea where to go. I don't have a marker on the map. I'm hitting dead ends left and right. I just need to scour my brain and find out where have I not gone? What have I not shot? Who have I not killed? And it's like, it's just, it it inverted the way I thought about exploring games in a way that I think we kind of take for granted um, Mm -hmm. nowadays, but it's, it's, it is what Metroid brought to the table. It got really popular with Super Metroid, came out the same time as Castlevania Symphony of the Night, hence the term Metroidvania. Um, Yeah. And For which I can assume that Castlevania also follows this similar style. Half of them. Like, Castlevania yeah. started out as, you know, very mar- or much more linear, more... Just like action, like more more like Mega Man, but like gothic than, yeah, than, gothic, than this. Yeah, gothic Mega Man, as it were. Um, <laughs> fucking, I'm sold. But like, uh, midway through, the Castlevania games, like, experimented with more exploratory or oriented mm-hmm. games which is what your symphony night area yeah. of sorrow aren't there uh aren't there some castlevania games that are like that uh that like wolfenstein style with like the 3d graphics where you am i, I confusing yeah this? but nobody really likes the 3d castlevania okay. yeah, okay. yeah i mean <laughs> unlike unlike metroid metroid was weird because when metroid made the jump to 3d everybody was like this is amazing and that never right. happens that was like a yeah, very yeah i mean i feel like thing. the source material feels a bit yeah. more natural with it because it's not like i mean it's not like the only thing about metroid that makes it feel unique is this sort of metroidvania style right like there's also not this anymore aspect, no yeah right there's also this aspect which i would you know you can correct me if i'm wrong but i would imagine that would follow into the the 3d games mm-hmm. of like you know collecting these different armor pieces as you go along yep. Yes. And, like, having those, like, in the Metroidvania, that ties directly into, like, okay, now you've received this tool that allows you to yeah. open this door that you've had to it's, walk past, Yeah, that like is very times. much, that's very much the structure of the game. And I think that, yeah. and I think that's the core of that magic trick of saying, like, you get the sense that you're free and you're exploring, um, but it's so, it is, like, pretty tightly designed. So it feels like you're stumbling upon them, but really the developer is like, hee hee, I tricked you, I got you here, this is my goal all along, now you can go in lava. Um, you you think you were making choices, but secretly, I, the developer, have been pulling the strings. Which is why as... I knew Jeff would love these games, because he famously doesn't believe in the concept of agency. And this is just an excellent <laughs> representation of that in game design philosophy. You fucking, you know, you commit to a bit once on, on an early episode of this podcast, and now it's my, it's like, in, it's in, a defining fucking, in grad school, there was like several of my friends that knew me as the kid who only ate Ritz crackers because I was really hungry <laughs> one day and I ate an entire sleeve of Ritz crackers in one class one time and then they would never let it go they're like you just love ritz i'm like that was the first ritz i'd had in like five years at least (laughs) so i'd like to if you guys are cool with it just talk a little bit about dread and then like as needed dive into the the history that i think informs this and makes it interesting for those of us that have been around for a while and might just be new information for those that uh that haven't been around these that much 
Yeah, sure. Go for it. So Metroid Dread, uh, it, it gives you all the backstory you need right at the start. The whole premise of Metroid Fusion was the Metroids are extinct, but now their prey, which is a parasite. Called the X-Parasite, I the believe. The X-Parasite, yes. Uh, has, like, expanded out of control. Yeah, and they, like, they take over, they, they absorb things' DNA, kill them, and then mimic them in real life. And they're just, they get out of control. You beat them all in Metroid Fusion, like, you blow up the planet. And then in Metroid Dread, it's like, uh-oh, we got reports they're still around. Uh, so the setup is, uh, Samus, we sent seven indestructible science robots yeah, not killer as robots soon as they, as just soon as science like, hey, robots these, here's these real cool robots that we sent to this planet i'm like i'm gonna fucking have to fight those goddamn yeah. things i already yes like they're not yeah, yeah, designed yeah. like so that was fun good guy robots they're designed correct. like creepy evil bad guy robots you don't tell someone hey this thing that samples dirt is indestructible to weapons like that's sort of a red flag when signing up for a mission uh and in the beginning as soon as the game starts your ai is like samus this is a stupid mission why are we doing this the reason being samus got vaccinated hashtag vaxxed uh with a metroid uh thing that makes her immunity x uh x parasite so that's why she's going is the robots failed and now she's going to clean up their mess yeah, mm-hmm. and uh, you know the the robots are evil looking because the fe- Federation uh, is sus. Like Metroid's always just kind yeah. of been a very elaborate, okay, alien fan fiction, and uh, you know the <laughs> yeah. Federation might as well <laughs> the Federation might as well just be waiting, Utani. <laughs> That's true. Uh, so okay, so actually, yeah. So these robots, these are called Emmys. E M M I. I don't recall offhand what they stand for. I'll Google it. Um, extraterrestrial. Okay, what is it, Jeff? Hit me. Hit me with that no, any goodness. No, I mean, I, I'll, I'll look it up so you can keep okay, talking. Okay, cool. What I meant. So, Emmys, uh, these are the seven robots that you're going to investigate, and if you pay attention to the marketing beforehand, uh, it's no surprise, because the game is marketing this as, you are going to be running away from Emmys, and it's going to be terrifying. That is why the oh, game is sure called is. Dread, is it? it is leaning into the scariness of these robots. Yeah, and like, uh... it, interesting to note is, you know, in Fusion, you had these sequences where you're running from, like, an ex-parasite version of, of you of like a beefed and, up you yeah and like mm-hmm. you know they were short sequences but they were like really memorable because you're like running yeah. it's like oh god it's so I, I think i remember every sequence of running from the sax and metroid fusion like crystal clear they were yeah. horrifying and this game blows up those emmy sequences into huge chunks of the game yeah yeah uh, the emmy sequences are those sequences but like expanded upon mm-hmm. just like more yeah. I guess so. So, Jeff, the, what, uh, what does it stand for again? Extraplanetary Multiform Mobile Identifier. Yeah, that just sounds like someone really wanted to make the acronym <laughs> yeah. spell something. It yeah. did. <laughs> uh, so, okay, so the the whole hook of this game is the Emmys. Otherwise, it does play out very much like a Metroid or Metroidvania. You get stripped mm-hmm. of all your powers in the beginning. You're in this, like, mysterious labyrinthian world, labyrinthine world, and uh, you need to explore and power yourself up to get out. And this game is very straightforward about the setup. Like, you get down there, a random Chozo appears, which is, like, weird. I thought they were dead. And then it beats the shit out of you, and the AI straight up says, you just got to get to the surface, which is, like, a way simpler setup than any other game. And then the Emmys Emmys pop up. But I got to ask you guys, or just say, like, the Emmys are scary. Don't get me wrong. Like when playing the yeah. game, like I, like <laughs> it gets my heart pumping. It gets my hands sweaty. Like running away from them is like 
thrilling. Hiding is thrilling or terrifying, depending on your yeah. headspace. Um, like before, but, I got if, the, but out before of motion, I got the they morph- look cute. I think they look cute. I don't think they look scary. I think they're only they, scary when they start stabbing you. Well, yeah, the they, first they, one they, really reminds they, me of uh, of all they, the robots in Portal. Just because, yes, it's also I was yeah, just yeah. about to say That's they remind me of the robots comparison. in Portal. But big yeah, time. yeah. Before I got the morph ball, uh, they were terrifying. Like you know, I'd like find myself cornered, and it's like uh, I'm like doing the Patrick scream from. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not gonna yeah. lie there there are bits so essentially the way that the Emmy like hunt and chase sequences work is I mean the map is laid out in sort of like I said like a labyrinth where you have to like keep going around and finding your way through things and you have to crisscross a single Emmy's like restricted zone yeah. and people were concerned like when the game was announced like I don't want to be running from something the whole game it's very smart about how it corrals right, it in yeah. these specific sections you're not actually in them that long and once you end up defeating an Emmy the zone is unlocked as like a relatively safe zone to explore so you it, you get like a really nice hit of reward not just for beating a strong enemy but for getting a new place to play and like after beating an Emmy I'd be like oh my god I didn't see half of this shit <laughs> uh, and cycle back and because I'm just like fucking sprinting and hiding. But yeah, the way that I, they, um... they hunt you is you hear their little beep boops as they approach. They can see you. Some of them can stun you. And if you do get the morph ball and hide, they'll just poke you. And then you're stuck in a quick time sequence where they will stab you and kill you. But yeah, if you no. can time it just right, you get out. And that yeah, is just say, like, like I, man, but But, I, like, they have variable uh, wait, timing. Can, can, and th- yeah. they have variable timing. And there's no way to yeah. know if they're going to do it quickly or... They're going to delay that, so it really yeah. is. Those it quick is, it's, are, it's, it's tough. I, I feel a little weird about those sequences, though, because, yep. like, like yeah, I mean, there is the the possibility of getting out of it, which I think I did maybe once, but yep. every time that sequence started up, I was pretty much just like, okay, I'm dead. Yeah. And I was getting uh, really yes. frustrated with the fact yes. that I had to watch <laughs> it every time. Because yes. I'm like, can we just kill me and let me start over instead that of me having kind to watch of... me getting stabbed in the face for five seconds every fucking time? It, it seems kind of divisive to me in a way. Yeah. Uh, and by seems, I mean, like, not just, like, my experience. I mean, like, the conversation around it. Because on one hand, Jeff, you are not the only person saying that. That, like, the right. inclusion of, of QTEs, quick time events... In a way, it does kind of cheapen it, because if you're not committed to, like, really trying to nail down those events, yeah, it's just like, stop wasting my time. I've seen this before. Right, Did you exactly. guys ever play any of the new Tomb Raider games, uh, like the new no. Tomb Raider trilogy? Uh, whenever you die in that game, it is, like, visceral and brutal, and if you get caught in a loop where you're stuck, you're just watching yourself get maimed by a stick through the throat, like, 40 times oh in a row. God. It felt very much like that, but here's where I think it's divisive. Because I can't tell you how many tweets I've seen from, like, famous and not famous people. Oh, my God, I countered an Emmy attack and got away. (laughs) And so it's like, it can be really frustrating when you get stuck in that loop. But I will tell you, the other day, I countered an Emmy four times in one sequence. And when I got out of that room, I just threw my hands up in the air and screamed. And it's like, it seems like a really fine line. Like, whether that's fun or not. I've had those moments where, like... Uh, I, I'm like cornered by, or I'm like cornered by Emmy. It catches me. I match to do the quick time event, and I just do a hail mary run for, or the yeah. room where yep. you get the omega beam that you use to like kill the Emmy, and it's like, mm-hmm. it, like, like, it, it is a good setup for like all uh, these like moments, but like, uh, it does. 
the pieces have to fall in place for those moments to happen. Yeah, I, yeah. I, I, I think that I, Jeff, I share your frustration, especially early game. Uh, as soon as the, as soon as an Emmy touched me, I was just like, I'm fucking done. It wasn't until much later I got, I started to get more comfortable with the timing. But like Chatter said, it's random, so you can only get so comfortable with it. Um, but I, I think that the reason it doesn't turn more people off is because of how I think how much restraint there is. Uh, with how much the Emmys are employed. Uh, yeah, and, yeah and like, it's not that often that you have to. Uh, so uh, come I guess bef before we proceed, uh, I think I, we can. Wait, so I'd like to just an anecdote. So it took me a while. Like I'm, I'm very much like uh, I'm better at learning things by like doing them or having them constantly reminded to me. So there were some mm -hmm. functions which I'm sure I were told about early in the game that I just like didn't realize I had the ability to do right. And <laughs> yeah. one of these functions that it took me a while to figure out was like opening the map. Um, so I was just kind of going oh. about my way, right? Oh, and, no. And, like, I had several of these Emmy interactions, and I didn't oh. realize that they were all the same one, and I was just crossing yeah. back and forth between <laughs> so <laughs> I was just like, when Colin was like, oh, the second real one is the one where I'm just like, what are you talking about? I've gone through, like, yeah. five of them, <laughs> so and I haven't so killed a single one. What are you talking about? So th I want to start asking some more questions about that. I think before we go on, I think it's safe to throw up a blanket spoiler warning just in case we cross something important. But um, I have beaten the game. I beat the game once. I then went back to that same almost complete run and did a full get all the collectibles, get all the power ups. I'm now almost done with a hard difficulty run through i had some scheduling stuff get in the way so i'm not done but that's my experience with metroid dread is i've like i've like beaten it like basically two times um how much have you guys played of it in terms of like completion or progress so i'm pretty much almost done i'm just at the last boss and i'm just getting my ass beat by the boss uh my experience really has just been like uh you know i play i play through it uh i get stuck somewhere i fall off for a bit then i come back and yeah makes make some progress it, it varies like my typical metroidvania habits of just mm -hmm. i have the attention span of a gerbil like this happened in hollow knight 2 where <laughs> this happened in hollow knight 2 where I, it's just like i i had a I big play. fall off in hollow knight yeah yeah I, I play for a while i get stuck somewhere i put it down move on to something else for a while it, it sits there for a while then i come back to it uh yeah yeah and but Jeff, yeah. how, how much? Because you were you were basically the the odd man out of just like, hey, right. do, do you want to play this so we can talk about it? How much did you end up playing uh, for the sake um, of exposing? So I made it, it. So there's what? There's one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine different areas. Am I correct in assuming yeah, that yeah, most of those yeah. have about the same amount of gameplay per each? I'd say like half of them are big and half of them are small. You, okay. uh, what is, so it, is it Artaria? I made it entirely oh, through the first one, Artaria, and yep. have gotten a little, like barely just dipped my fit in, feet into Kataris. Uh, um, so I beat the first Emmy, which, as Colin described it, I think may have been kind of a tutorial one, the white one. Uh, the white, and the, the, I, oh wait, hold on. Actually, sorry. Let me let me clarify. The tutorial yeah. one I'm talking about, the one is the one that like literally oh, like the at one you, you fight in yeah. the first hallway. Yeah. yeah. No, I'm past um, that. So there's the I I so there's that one, the one that you like meet immediately, 
um then and you you kill it with the cannon or whatever mm-hmm. and then there's the the one that you have you get the cannon by fighting this like uh eyeball Little brain it. robot thing mm-hmm. and then mm-hmm. kill the white one that's in all in Artaria. Okay. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't I've realize had that you had a few had interactions the, uh, with the, the green one, one in Katara. Yeah, they get well. a little. They get a little spicy. You wow, you did more than I thought. That's a. Uh, that's a lot. I think that this, that beating that quote second Emmy is the is is probably enough to get a good sample of what the game gotcha like. yeah see i was i was thinking that that one still had like when i did the canon yeah. thing there was still some tutorial ish kind of like it, it started yeah, no, moving slower when i shot it when i was shooting at it so i was figuring that's what the, yeah. the one that you meant but yeah so um <clears throat> i want to ask a little bit uh and and i mean i'm not obviously not just like running the conversation but i obviously have a lot mm-hmm. of thoughts on this so if you guys want to like pull this in a different direction go for it but two main things i want to ask about i want to ask about uh how exploration and stuff felt and i want to ask about difficulty these are two things that because i have a lot of yeah. opinions about metroids in general uh and these are two very important elements to me yeah. so i, uh, I guess dif- uh, exploration how does that feel to you guys in this game? exploration like, uh Exploration is an interesting thing here because, like, it, it's very much like the game is very su- subtly guides you uh, through it, right? Like, it looks like a big daunting map, but like, yeah, uh, the game will like cleverly place stuff, place uh, obstacles and stuff in such a way that you are corralled into a certain direction without ever realizing it. Uh, but like. Uh, once you catch on to the magic trick that the devs are using, it it's ki- it sometimes kind of feels like okay, just follow the path, yeah, and yeah, and uh, you'll get to where you need to, yeah. Uh, uh, which isn't to say you don't get lost sometimes. Like sometimes, yeah, for sure. Yeah, like sometimes uh, I was even telling Khan about this, but like there was a time when like the path split, and I'm looking down one path, and I'm like, okay, that's the way to progress the game. Yeah, so I'm just gonna go down. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to go down the way to not progress the game. Yeah, like the open world sensibility of like, I don't want to leave any stone unturned can really get you lost in a Metroidvania. Even though you have a map, it's so easy to get pulled down a hole like that. Yes, I go down the path that's just to do some like uh, exploring around. And then I'm like, crap, where was that thing again? I can't remember. I forgot to put a marker down on that. And uh, uh, so I end up scouring like every corner yeah. until i'm like okay here i am yeah and, and jeff when you were like messaging us about like you know hit like speed bumps in your experience it was mostly just about like difficulty of certain combat things or the yeah. stuff because like, but, like I so, mean, so how did the ex- exploration stuff like hit you yeah, how did that the exploration read? i found to be pretty intuitive like i mean it, it's there's something kind of freeing to me like because i also like doing these types of games tend to have the same inclination that chowder does where it's like oh, if I see a path that clearly is not the way to continue forward, I usually try to go down that one first, right? Mm-hmm. And in games, like, like I, I find this, like, my, you know, though it's a very different kind of game, like, I find this experience a lot when I'm, like, trying to, like, strip out a whole mine in Minecraft, where it's just oh like, okay, God, I'll go down this yeah. tunnel and make sure that oh I block God. them off so I know which, so I can get the resources and don't get lost and stuff like that. Yeah. And in this game... 
there was something kind of freeing about like seeing a pathway and being like, all right, okay, I'll go down this pathway. And then realizing, oh, I physically actually can't do that yet because I don't have the thing. All right, I'm content with ignoring that and just going. So it's like, on the one hand, it definitely like, you know, it it didn't feel like there were that many options in terms of like going down the different pathways at any given point. But there is something kind of freeing about just like, you know, being shown that there are other paths to go down, but you can't go down them yet, Uh, you know. It's like, so, like it's, pe- peeking back to uh, earlier Metroid games, Metroid Fusion, the immediate predecessor to this mm-hmm. one, quote, immediate, and Zero Mission, which was a remake of the original <clears throat> in, like, the Metroid Fusion style on the Game Boy Advance. Um, it's Those games had map waypoints on them. So the map, so the map in Metroid Dread is, like, extremely detailed. You have a lot of stuff you can do. Uh, here's, like, the comparison between Dread, Fusion, and the other... And the previous Metroids. Because like, Super Metroid did not have waypoints to this effect yeah, yeah. that I recall. Yeah, right. yeah. Super Metroid did not, like, have waypoints. But, like, Fusion, there'll be... Uh, you can, like, go to a room and be like, okay, go over there to do the thing. But, like, Dread... Dread is fucking old school in its sentiment. Yeah. <laughs> it's just... Yeah. It is just like, okay, go. Where? Fuck off. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, <laughs> and I've got to say there are there were points when I sort of wish that there was at least some sort of optional waypoint because I remember like as soon as I got into a how do you pronounce it Cataris 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 is how Adam says Cataris. it in the game. Uh, as soon as I got into Cataris, right, like I had sort of stopped playing and then picked it back up right before that, so I, I wasn't even sure if I'd been there or not yet. Um, and I and I like went through the few doors and I noticed that every single door that like I could go into had like yeah. the, the fire effect. I'm like, OK, I don't have the armor for this yet. I must not even be able, supposed to be in this zone yet. Yeah. And then I went back down and like half of the existing map was blocked off to me because of like, you know, areas where I had slid under a rock and then fallen off a cliff. So you can't jump back into it yet, which is something I assume that you can only do once you have like the morph ball or whatever. Yep. Yeah, um, no, that's exactly right. And then the other path that was like blocked off was just like this big weird plant that I hadn't seen before. And I spent a while just yeah. like shooting it because yeah, the, yeah. for other reasons that I'll get into in a bit. And I'm like, I don't think this thing is taking damage, but I don't know. So I had yeah. ended up having to look it up and it was it like turned out the answer was, oh, I was supposed to be in Cataris. And instead of going yeah. to the right, where, like, the main section is, I was supposed to shoot the wall to the left, which is something that I constantly kept forgetting that I had the ability to do, because, like, there were certain zones where it was obvious that you're supposed to shoot something yep. out, because there would be this little glowing, pl- like, pink organic thing to shoot out or whatever. Yep. And then other places, the, uh, the, the like, the destructible blocks yeah. or whatever were sort of hidden. Were hidden. And it yeah, happened and- infrequently enough that I wouldn't, like uh-huh. really think to do that mo- like very frequently and especially yeah, no. when i have like several different paths that i could be going down and maybe there's a destructible block in one of the other ones that i hadn't noticed i do sort of wish that there had been some option to be like hey as the this as is the, game the area goes on, you're supposed to be in figure yeah, no, it out yeah. from there so, you know something, uh, yeah. metroid dread gives you is the pulse radar which is super fucking useful. It doesn't like, come until I think like maybe two thirds of the way through the game, but yeah, you do end up getting something that scans for that. I just so the reason I want to ask about exploration is because like Metroid Dread has gotten a lot of praise for being less handholdy than previous Metroids because yeah. Jeff, what you just described that experience of bumping up against an obstacle and scratching yeah. your head like 
what the what the fuck is this? Because if right. you don't know what upgrades you need, you don't know necessarily what you're looking at. I I feel so keyed in to Metroidvania structure that I found the exploration in this game not very challenging and i think yeah, that's yeah, speaking to chad's yeah, that's, point that's, and to your yeah, point that's, it's a it, the design for this is really tight like in metroid fusion metroid fusion gives you waypoints metroid zero mission mm -hmm. gives you waypoints if you look at other popular metroidvanias ori franchise blind forest will of the wisps hollow knight these games give you waypoints but they don't tell you how to get there and yeah there really weren't I don't like, think that the was the only example of the time handed. that I got stuck on the the exploration. Most of the other no, difficulty I, I, things I found would be like yeah. not even sure if I'm approaching this boss battle I, correctly yeah, or anything I, like I, that, which I I'll get into I'm, in a bit. But to to that point, Jeff, like I I think what I found that Metroid Dread does a little less than previous Metroids and other Metroidvanias is it does a little less of that throwing you up against like an array of obstacles and you just sort of have to bounce off against them to figure it out. Like right. to Chowder's point, like once you notice that magic trick you can sort of intuit what's going on but i'm not gonna lie my first run through there was only one time that i got lost and that was because i did the same thing he did where i just went somewhere else and forgot what right. i was doing um i found even without a waypoint i found that the way that this game guides you through it if you choose to pay attention to that makes it easier than the games where you had a waypoint so i feel a little conflicted yeah. about like the it's less handholdy it feels like it is holding my hand but in a very different way yeah, because the, the map, like, really guides you specific places, like Chowder said. Yeah, mm. and, and like, uh, uh, I, th I think, like, uh, I saw a video by, uh, I, I forget the YouTube channel, but, like, uh, Editor's Note, the video I was thinking of was Game Maker's Toolkit. Uh, they describe Metroid Dread as, like, it appeals to the casual fans because, like, hey, you can... You can, the, you can intuit what the game where the game's corralling you to. It appeals to like the hardcore speedrunner mm -hmm. type because like the game has. If you watch speedruns of the game, there are like uh, a Metroid lot of is way such a crazy speedrun franchise. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Metroid is a uh, yeah. Metroid is a crazy speedrun franchise, and Dread seems to deliberately play into that. Speedrunners love like uh, poking at the game and figuring out figuring out its intricacies and how to like break from the path. And, mm -hmm. uh, you know, sometimes, uh, they find stuff that the dev devs didn't think about, but uh, most more often than not, it's like the devs were like, yeah, we know you can do yeah, that. Th we'll th let it happen. Yeah. Th <laughs> like, this one seems a <laughs> like lot a more locked in. Whereas in like zero mission. The, so y that critical path breaking that you just mentioned, there's actually a term for that in Metroidvania and it's called sequence breaking. Because, like, you're supposed to get these upgrades in a specific order. And in Zero Mission, I think I've beaten that game, like, anywhere from 13 to 16 times. And, like, I would say, like, I'm going to skip entire upgrades. I'm going to go to the lava place before I have the heat-resistant suit. And I, I haven't played enough Dread, but I'm, like, I'm honestly unsure of how much you could break it. Right. And I don't necessarily yeah. think that's a good or bad thing, but I'm I'm curious. I want to see. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you can't, you can't, you can break it, uh... And that the thing is, if you're a casual or if you're like super hardcore, mm -hmm. this this is a pretty great game. If you're so if you're like in that middle place where you're like, mm -hmm. ah yeah, I love Metroid. I love like uh, really uh, getting good at it, but I don't plan to like get speedrunner yeah. good at it. Uh, you might 
find something lacking in that exploration part. And, you know, that that's a really uh, good observation. Yeah, I think that's a pretty good explanation on, like, how Metroid Dread is compared to the other Metroids. Yeah. Where, where, the, where the OG Metroid and Super Metroid gave you a lot of freedom, but also just didn't, like, give, give you a lot of guidance where and where Fusion, like, gave you a lot of guidance. A lot more, a lot more guidance and structure in Fusion than most Metroid games, for sure. Uh, and yeah. this isn't even talking about the Prime games, um, which uh, can be even more obtuse and even more linear, depending on like what sections of those games you're in. <laughs> um, but I, I think what's uh, if we could talk about combat, I think this is yeah. an area where Metroid Dread uh, is more easily compared to the big Metroidvania names, the Guacamelees, the Hollow Knights, that have yeah. sort of redefined this subgenre yeah. in the as, last as, 20 as, years. As I said before, Metroid Dread is fucking old school. Like, And this is especially true in like the boss fights where like I will like go in, get my ass beat, go, go in again, get a little bit further, get my ass beat, go yeah. in again, yeah. get a little bit further, and it's like... Uh, and it's, you know, a very mi- mindset of, well, uh, I'm just going to do this a million times, learn a little, <laughs> little, little. Yeah, which with Hollow Knight, with Jeff, if you're not familiar, Hollow Knight is is interesting. It's a side scroller. Uh, it's interesting because it is it is the, the Dark Souls games. Dark Souls and Souls-like games have always inherently had a Metroidvania-esque structure to them in terms of, like, you need to keep, like, backtracking and finding new ways yeah. to, like, progress through the map. And this... Hollow Knight explicitly makes a Metroidvania using Dark Souls, like, combat and death mechanics. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, and like, it's uh, Dark Dark Souls, re- Dark Souls really does feel like a 3D version of what Metroidvanias are. But, yeah. Yeah, and like Hollow Knight is a is like kind of become in like, it's like Metro- it, in, in Metroid's absence, it's in, like the Metroidvania. Yeah, no, in, in Metroid's absence, Hollow Knight is the new gold standard that yeah. you compare <laughs> everything else to. And like, you know, when Metroid Dread uh, finally got announced after all these years, people were like, "Can can Metroid Dread hold up? We've yeah. seen plenty of game uh, games and develop devs like try to make a comeback." Only to fail. Mighty number nine. Ukulele. Uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, and it, it's, I, I think, so Hollow Knight, so Jeff, you you certainly lamented the frustration of the boss fight. I think Chowder yeah. laid out that we all have that same experience. The boss fights in Metroid Dread are punishing. Hollow Knight is like that the entire game. It is extremely difficult. Oh, I will Lord. say though, I yeah, I bounced off it pretty early on because the early it's it you're so much weaker in the beginning of the game that the combat really stopped me from exploring. So like the thing that roped me in for Metroid games wasn't there. I eventually came back, practiced a bit, and once I got like the fundamental skills down, it just it was just a difficult game after that, but super yeah. rewarding. And I, to Chowder's point, the question was, is there even room for Metroid left now that, like, the landscape has moved in this direction? There are some RPG elements. It's got, like, very punishing, very rigorous combat. And I don't think that the minute-to-minute combat of running through the game is particularly difficult. I think you need to manage yourself well. But the boss fights, I think, do sort of hit that 
Hollow Knight level challenge. Yeah. And I'm not going to lie, the, the, the spike in difficulty hit me weird. It, it Yeah, I mean, it's definitely like a spike in difficulty for sure, because it's this weird sort of like dichotomy between like all of the average enemies that you fight like going through are like all just super easy for the most part. Like some of them are kind of yep. annoying, but they're like, you know, yeah. Like, so the I, melee I never felt like I was system. really in risk of death from fighting the things in the hallways, especially since every time you kill yeah. one, you get health back. So comparing yeah. that to the boss battle that I had to like go through like, you know, like 30 times to, to actually beat it. Mm -hmm. It just felt like this, like, yeah, could I just like have somewhere in between though? Like, <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I agree that the balance between those isn't perfect. And I think that yeah. part of that comes down to, there is actually a balance shift in some of the healing that I noticed. Like Jeff, you just said, when you kill an enemy, they drop stuff that heals you. Uh, uh, in from like literally the original Metroid up through Zero Mission, those little purple dots that drop would heal you either by like five or twenty, and it was like a really right. static number. And yeah. in Dread, you when you get hurt, you take a lot more damage, but when you heal, you heal a lot more damage. So like as yeah. long as you have a lot of health. Uh, it doesn't feel that much different than old games. You just got to be careful not to get hit too many times in a row. But that balance, that balancing yeah. change hits so different in a boss fight when you're not constantly getting health drops. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it, yeah. It's, I mean, I think it's important to note that like boss fights and like regular old enemies, uh, I think you should have a different uh, viewpoint on that, their approach, like a uh, regular sure. yes. enemy. Yeah. They're not, they're not a thing to fight in combat as a doer. They're more like no. a, I thing guess, to they're more like an obstacle to parkour over as opposed to just yeah i guess i i guess i it left me sort of wanting like a sort of intermediary step though because like you know comparing it to i mean fucking i'm gonna compare this to some wild shit just because of like what you know the few <laughs> video games that i'm familiar with but like I'm buckle up about, guys like, i'm gonna make some specious analogies they fucking might not even be i don't know i'm just very not a gamer so it's like uh, yeah. the thing that like it reminds me the most of is like the all the enemies in kirby where it's like most of the enemies that you encounter are very like not at all difficult to kill like you can just zoom through them super easy right and then there's the big you know battles where you have like the big level boss where you have to um you know like uh like figure out the puzzle and the pattern of the way that they attack yeah and then get good at avoiding the specific ways which i think is not you know uncomparable I, no, to the to the I, ones in I, samus I think, but then I they're think all are, are also yeah there are also the intermediary bosses which are just like slightly buffer enemies that like you have yeah. like these sort of mini boss battles with and so it, it I, sort of felt like i could have used something in the middle there i mean i guess that there were those like big roman like bulby purple things which i tended to just completely avoid but so uh, <laughs> to your point jeff later in the game there are a lot more sort of like mid boss level things they're still tough mm -hmm. but they definitely took me a lot less time i sort of agree with you though and again to come back to hollow knight like when you get into a boss fight in Hollow Knight, like you're like, okay, I'm gonna be here for like an hour trying to right, trying to yeah. fucking beat this thing. But the enemies in the game, I think, were just as rigorous. They just didn't have as much health. Yeah, uh, no. and I and I think there is a pretty big, a pretty stark contrast between some of the enemies in this game, and then as the bosses are just a whole different tier. And while for me it worked, like I, it's it stuck out to me as like i found most of the combat in this game honestly not very challenging and the the melee counter sort of makes most um 
smaller enemies kind of trivial because there's like a one hit kill button if you just wait a sec. Yeah, and the bosses yeah, the are just I'm not so very good challenging. at that timing though. I'll say. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, it takes it takes some getting used to. Hollow Knight trained Those me well. Fucking little bat things that would the the best way to kill them is Those... to wait for them to swoop at you and yeah. then punch them and shoot them like. I thought I was so annoyed by those all the time because I just didn't want to fucking do the the thing. That's the most common complaint I've seen about this game is that waiting for an enemy, just sitting and waiting for it to attack you is just like, yeah, not a very fun means of combat. Yeah, that's the kind of yeah. annoying thing because like, you know, uh, a lot of like moving through Metroid is very uh, fun because you got like all the yeah. very good look of motion. You got the slide. And then, like, uh, the often sliding have... in this game feels great. That yeah, should have been no, there the yeah. whole time. Yeah, it like, uh, the, and then, like, you'll have this enemy where it's like, oh, shooting them won't uh, kill them immediately. So you just kind of grind to a halt and just wait for them to flash yeah. the lobe. And, and, and right. I mean, that's basically <laughs> why, like, people are like, Ocarina of Time is the best Zelda game. I'm like, but fighting in it sucks, but because you're just sitting and waiting the whole time. And, and this brought that to metroid in a way that i was like it was like this in the 2017's uh remake of metroid 2 on the 3ds uh but it didn't feel as as like critical to the combat as this where again looking at uh ori and the will of the wisps is another recent metroidvania outing where like there's i'm not gonna say it's the best combat system but there's a lot of flexibility and you just choose how you fight stuff and this game is locked down in a way that I think mostly serves to benefit it, but it creates these weird disparities and these weird yeah. breaks in flow that th yeah. they just stand out in, in, in a big way. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Flo flow is a great word here because, like, a lot of, like, moving through Metroid really is just, like, finding that flow you, where it's, like... Where, the like, best Metroid you, games make you feel like you're dancing through the map, like you are just cruising. Ex exactly. And, like, and, like, the counter can sometimes break that flow where it's like, okay, now mm -hmm. I just stand around and wait. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, to, 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 to the combat's credit, though, I will say for, for all the, I think, questions I might ask about how they balance these things, one thing to note about these boss fights, as tough as they are, is it is possible to get through every single boss fight in the game without taking a hit. And that is crazy to me that a boss fight can feel, and this observation has been made other places, but it is crazy to me that I can walk into a boss fight, sit there for 30 minutes and say, I, I, this is not possible, and then beat it mm -hmm. and be like, oh, Oh, that's it? What? Yeah. <laughs> and it's like like you trivialize your own experience by saying, Oh, yeah. I get it. It's it's it, it yeah. is yeah, I, no. I think that's that's why I think these boss fights work despite the fact that they are a really significant yeah, spike. Yeah. Like, in the, the, the boss fights I, I the... think I, I think the boss fights are absolutely uh, freaking it. freaking baller, man. I like, wouldn't mind I wouldn't mind a, a a more appropriately scaled difficulty uh to the rest of the yeah. combat, but I do love them. Yeah, because yeah, I've got to say, like, my main thing with, like, the one, maybe one and a half, I'll, I'll get into that, but boss battles that I did was mm -hmm. that, like, I found them very frustrating and mm -hmm. difficult, but I think more to that, like, to Colin's point, too, was to do with the fact that, like, I felt like the game wasn't, in some cases, properly communicating to me, like, when yeah. things were working or when they weren't. Which yeah. I found really frustrating because it was sort of this uncertainty of like I have no idea if what I'm doing right now is yes. even the right that, thing. To that is do. exactly the reason so, I like bounced like, off Hollow Knight and stopped playing for so long. Like it, it takes the wind right out of your fucking sails. 
to your point, right, like now that I beat the big scorpion boss and I know how to beat it, right, I think that that battle could be kind of enjoyable to do it the second time, you know, but like, like, actually, the first time that I encountered this, I don't even know if this thing counts as a boss or whatever. But the first thing that I was really irritated with, like the lack of communication from the game was Mm -hmm. the encounter with the like robot eye thing that was like shooting rings at you from either side and then also had a little turret on the ceiling. You know what I'm talking about? It was like right before you killed the first Yeah, it's a little, that's actually a throwback to the original Big Bad in Metroid. Those are little mother brains. Uh, They're like mini versions of the first game's final boss. So that fight really bothered me fundamentally because Mm -hmm. for a while I wasn't really sure what I was supposed to be shooting at because... Oh, that's a good... That's an interesting point. Because for me, like, you know, my intuition would be obviously shoot the eye in the middle of the room, right? Which it Uh did end up being the thing that you're supposed to shoot. But when I shot it... There was no, unless I'm just stupid, no indication from the game that that was doing any damage to it I at think, all. I think early game, when they have the metal carapace on them, uh, I think it has to be a missile or a charge beam. So if you're shooting your regular beam, you're... I, and, and this is not me like trying to correct you. I think the visual yeah, no, feedback no, yeah. is, is the beam clinks off of them, but if you do damage, they blink white a little bit, but... In yeah, that room in particular, you're under fire from, like, eight different angles. Right, so it's exactly. Like, so it was, like, ha. it was hard to notice that difference. Mm. And the only thing that I, I you know, I, I, I was, like, I tried shooting it a few times. It didn't seem to do anything. I was, like, all right, well, I'm doing the wrong thing, clearly. So I started trying to, like, shoot the area that the little rings were coming from. And then I hit a ring, and it gave me some health back. And I'm, like, oh, I can yep. destroy those. Maybe I'm supposed to be hitting those. And I spent, like, ten yep. minutes I... shooting these rings, and I'm, like surely there would have been some change by now if that was the thing i was supposed to do so i started just like shooting the eye again and then eventually it blew up and i was like oh you subverted the game because other people are trying to beat the game as quickly as possible but what jeff asks is how long can you stay in a mother brain room without dying (laughs) right (laughs) in that room i was just like why didn't the game like maybe it must have had some flash or something when you hit it with a more powerful attack or whatever that i just wasn't noticing because i wasn't like attuned to it or whatever but i was just like so angry that the game didn't communicate that to me in any way because at least like with the big scorpion battle fight right it it really telegraphed stuff it gave you like like, camera it was clear immediately that like every time i hit it with a regular bullet it made one sound and then every time i hit its face with a charge attack it made a bigger like more impactful sound so i'm like okay i figured that out Right. I, I I'm not gonna lie, I, I Jeff. Think this that, is one that, of, that persists I think this, throughout the game a little bit. I had yeah, that probably I, I the final boss. Of, I think mm-hmm. this is one of those uh, uh, cases where like yeah, a sort where where like the more experienced players take for granted yeah. their yeah. knowledge because like you know my instinct is just don't even bother with like regular shots in a boss fight. Just right, and I missiles. didn't really realize that yeah and then it was also like it wasn't even entirely consistent either because unlike the second stage of the big boss battle with the scorpion dude where he turns invisible but he's got like a little glowing heart or some shit in his tail right i didn't realize till like i fucking ended up just like rage quitting and getting irritated that i could just shoot that with regular bullets because yeah no you're you're right more frustrating to try to shoot that tail with charge attacks because it was a hot at least for me harder to hit so I was like, and I, I can't so, do I this. Guess, like, that's not yeah, I possible. Guess, yeah, the word of advice is, I would say is 
don't get stingy with the missiles. Just spam. Yeah. Missiles. Right. But, and that's, uh, that is what I was doing the first time around. And then I, because I'm not very good at it, like my, you know, my aim this, is not yeah. great. Even when, and I'm not going to lie. Thing, so the joy cons are not the them. best way. The joy cons are not the best controller in the world. Yeah. And this no. is a pretty technically demanding game in some instances. Right. And it, it just ended up being like, well, I'm, I'm not very good at these types of games of like switching back and forth between doing things. Yeah. So I found out like, well, if I just use the missiles, I'll run out real quick because I'm bad at shooting yep. them. So I'm going to rely on just using the charge attacks pretty much. And that was like the way I ended up doing it is because like, if I have to be like thinking in the moment, like, Oh, missile or charge attack, then I, I'll die. You know, I, I'll so end up pressing I'm... the wrong buttons. I don't have very good, like, motor memory control, especially because, like, I'm not that much of a gamer. So, like, my hand-eye is yeah. not particularly good. So it was, like, in that attack, in that battle, I got so irritated because, like, you know, first of all, yeah. I went through that battle, like, four times without realizing that it was even a possibility to skip the goddamn cutscene, which <laughs> is another thing that I was angry yeah, that the yeah, game did not told communicate you that to me because I was, like... There sh there must be some way. So I clicked a bunch of buttons, and then it was like, oh, I clicked this button, so now it tells me I can click another button. I'm like, could you not have just had that in the corner yep. the whole time? I don't know. Like, so that was irritating. Uh, uh, another yeah. thing that was irritating me about that battle, which maybe was a glitch or something, according to my difference with Colin's experience, is to get into the room with the boss battle. There was the this little annoying eye like, cover. Yeah. There was, yeah, it was like this annoying big worm that blocked the door that, like, you had to either shoot a bunch, but you could only do or, any or damage do to it if counter. you walked right up close to it and then ran away or did a, a did a counter or whatever. And, like, it wasn't that hard to beat, but having to do it before even entering the boss yeah. battle every time was extremely I don't annoying. know. I, yeah, I, I, I feel really bad because that is not what happened to me. Once I beat it once, it just spawned me outside the door. That puzzles me, too, because, like, that's not my experience. Like, after I killed yeah. the worm thing, like... And I lost it a boss. It just stopped me in front of the door without the worm tunnels. So like, yeah, yeah. Uh, so it yeah, didn't I, do that for me. It started it into the room, the next room over. So I literally every time had to like duck under a wall, then get into the room, fight the worm, and then fight the boss. And I'm yeah. just like, why wouldn't you just? But I'm that must have been just like a I weird will... thing on my end because yeah. it, so you know I wanna I, know. I, I think I think I I want to comfortably cap my thoughts on the combat by again just referencing Hollow Knight. Yeah. Um, because like, I, I'm of two minds of this whole boss thing. Cause like Jeff, I, I see your struggles and to Chatter's point, like I take my experience for granted. Like I have like cut my teeth on old Metroid games. So like just the philosophy of exploring these games, the right, design yeah, philosophy yeah. is like really intuitive to me. And I think what Hollow Knight really brought to the genre beyond the whole Dark Soulsification of things is that sense of exploration, but for combat. Like, learning how to defeat enemies in Hollow Knight is just like learning how to get around the map. You need to learn their movements. You need to learn to counter. You need to learn to dodge. You need to know what things to bring to the battle. And I think right. that Metroid Dread's yeah. boss fights, like, they don't borrow all the RPG elements, but they bring that design philosophy from the map to the bosses. And I think that that works great. I don't think they brought it to the other enemies in the game and if anything feels mm -hmm. off i'm wondering if it's just because of maybe that lack of balance and not not weaving it through as consistently as hollow yeah. Knight. and that may I have mean, been the intention for that me may it been was the like intention. for me it's like you know i was approaching it with the you know the closest thing that i was sort of you know could you know like 
use as as like insider information or whatever which is like the bosses in kirby which tend to be like okay they do their attacks and you have to learn how to dodge the attack and then they open up a vulnerable moment where you can actually fight it and it was a little bit different from that and i remember getting hung up on a while with the scorpion guy because one of his attacks was like a uh you know he put his tail on the ground and was like stuck there for a few seconds right so to me like from my previous experience that communicates to me this is the time that i hit him but that was in fact you couldn't at that time unless you You could hit the thing on his between him and his tail which i could hardly ever do so like it took me a little while to like okay just shoot at his face all the fucking time you know (laughs) yeah if you're outside outside the tail Mm -hmm. you could shoot it uh okay so really yeah, yeah you, if you hold, I think it's the opportunity it's, to charge up an attack and then shoot him in the face as soon as so he like pulled his. You tail should back. have the ability to, and this is uh, it's you've always been able to aim at angles, at least since like Super Metroid. But with yeah. these games, you can aim 360 degrees. I think you have to use it's one of the it's either the R or the L button le- pulls up a laser L, and then you can it's aim, the L button yeah. that and you can actually use the like the right stick to like aim up yeah, a little sure, bit but... and get your angle. So. It's possible, yeah. uh, but again, it's a level of finesse that the Joy-Cons do not make easy no, but or comfortable. That, I was using that the whole time. I'm not talking about the section of the fight where you had to be shooting its tail. I'm talking about the section where you had to be shooting its face. Unless I could have been shooting its fucking tail the whole time. Remember. Yeah, it's been a minute too, so I, I, yeah. I trust you. I trust you on it. Because there, there's like the first section of the battle, you're supposed to be shooting its face. In which case, and when then he it, does and the then tail it, attack... Yeah. And then the second section, he's invisible, and you're supposed to be shooting the tail. That part was very valuable when he, you know, put the tail on the mm-hmm. ground and he shoot it. Like, that, for sure. That makes sense. But, yeah, so, more yeah. specifically referring to the, the first part. Yeah. Which, uh, so I, I, th- anyway. I think it's more, it's important to note that, like, a lot of how Metroid boss battles work is they're almost, they're almost always vulnerable, and really it's yeah. about you assessing risk versus reward. Should right. I shoot him yeah, now, or would know, that leave me in a position to get hit? So I, yeah. I I mean there so there are like a, a million other like little things that I could talk about with this but like uh, yeah. what are the things that you guys wanted to to bring to the table read this game uh, cuz like we have we haven't talked much about aesthetic or mood or movement to a huge degree I don't know what hits you two particular things hit me one locomotion I mentioned this before but like this game feels great it feels great to move around the map yeah. like it, like it does. You, right right from the start you have a run speed that just yeah just right and like this is yeah this is something metroid dread does better than a lot of other metroidvanias like hollow knight at the start of the game your your walk speed just does not you're you're you have to put so many resources in hollow knight to move quickly i think that when it comes to like movement uh, i think zero mission and super metroid were the best before this but dread feels the best to move around in. Yeah, I'd compare yeah. it to Ori and the Will of the Wisps. There's a fluidity and a grace to the movement that just cannot be overstated. Yeah, yeah. Like, Hall Knight, it's like, you don't really You're... feel great about moving through the map until you get the wall climb, the double jump, the dash. But yeah, in Metroid, right, right from the start, you got your just regular run speed, your jump, and your slide just all feel right. And then the more stuff you get, the... The flash shift. The the flash shift changed the way I play Metroid. Oh I my god! The flash I shift. I can't is go back so to old Metroid. Good. Like 
there are older Metroid games that, spoiler alert, I think I might enjoy more on the whole than Metroid Dread. But I can't. It's it's like the drop dash in Sonic. I'm just like, how do I go back to old games when I couldn't do yeah, this? I can't this changes the way I, I want to play this back. game. It's like it's like every fucking time I start a new Minecraft game and don't have like Depth Strider yeah, and like yeah, fucking water breathing exactly. on my armor and I'm just like what you can only breathe for ten seconds underwater go fuck yes yourself. It, it is exactly that sensation and it's just like ugh I thought I liked this yeah <laughs> like like Matt I'm glad they held up on giving you the morph ball. And just gave you the yeah. slide right from the start because, like, it really yeah. makes you use. It. Yeah, no, that, I didn't even think about that because Morph Ball is famously in the original Metroid. Jeff, I got to describe this to you. Uh, mm-hmm. The way the original Metroid starts is you appear on the map, and if you go to your left, there's the Morph Ball. That's it. That's, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, like that's your first morph- upgrade. It is just right there. You don't even get to experience the game before getting the yeah. upgrade. The Morph Ball has famously always been like the first thing you get. Here it is like something they held off until yeah, like, I I over a third which, of the ball. Where it's I'm like at. a third which, of the way into the game, and I yeah, love yeah. that. Yeah, w- the and things that what, what and, did I get? I got. And, uh, I mean, obviously the the charge attack where you could open the the orange doors. I got uh, you, the, the, the the flash shit. No, you got the uh, the no. phantom cloak. Yeah, the Phantom Cloak, where and before that, the the one where you could cling to the walls, Spider Magnet, Spider Magnet. Which, yeah, I think which those is ex- are maybe which the is only things. That spider I got. Magnet in this game, fun. The Spider Ball was a thing in a few Metroid games, but they just turned it into the blue wall climbing from Ori, and I'm like, yeah, that's probably mm-hmm. a good decision. Yeah. That feels better. Yeah, and uh, you know, the holding off on the Morph Ball does two things. One, it uh, lets you familiar yourself with the slide, which like is. One really good and two really useful. Yeah, even the when you have is a the good ball. feeling mechanic. <laughs> yeah, and, and the second thing it does, it makes you go, "Man, when am I getting that morph ball?" Because there are so many yeah. moments in this game where it's like, "I need the morph ball." Where is the goddamn morph ball? I, no, okay, hold on. I gotta ask. So, uh, so obviously, Chatter and I are coming at this with the heat of we understand that the morph ball is usually like the first or second upgrade you get, and this game is like, "Nah, nah, nah, come to Papa." Jeff, you actually, without saying morph ball, you said that you noticed areas that you slid through but couldn't climb back through. And the yeah. morph ball is the upgrade that would have let you go back through those tunnels. At, yeah. Like, did you just go through those tunnels? Like, because you clearly recognized that it was a limiting mechanic to your crossing the map. Yeah. Like, at any point were you like, I know what I need to get through there? Or were you just kind of like, eh, I'll deal with that later? Uh, I mean, I, I like... Once I, the first time that I realized that I like couldn't go back through that hole if it was like slightly off of the ground, I mm. sort of recognized like, okay, this is a different thing that I yeah. need later. And because I, you know, I know Sam is from Smash or whatever, I'm like, that's probably a morph ball thing, right? Yeah, because uh, I can, so, I can, I, can yeah. I, I might be speaking for Chowder here too, but I can tell you for like the first couple hours, I'm looking at those tunnels saying like, I know I can turn into a ball and go in there. Where is yeah. it? <laughs> I don't yes, have it. Exactly. <laughs> what was that famous what, what the famous line a streamer said? Why can't Metroid crawl? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> there was there was a streamer like a while ago playing a Metroid game who was like trying to get through a tunnel and they didn't know much about the franchise and they asked, Why yeah. can't Metroid crawl? And I was like, That's funny. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, okay. There's uh it was irritating in some sections when it was like I got caught up. There was like one section in the the Emmy encounter where you had to like shoot a certain thing to like raise a platform so that you could slide yeah. through it yep and 
because I knew that this was the thing that you could do later with the morph ball, I didn't even like think about that. So I got stuck mm-hmm. up on that section for a very long time, like mm. without realizing that, you know, oh, you're uh, like, I was looking at this tunnel, not as, oh, I need to figure out how to get in there. But like, oh, that's something I'm not going to be able to access. Yeah. So I shouldn't even think about it right now. So there's like some parts like that where I'm just like, okay you know it's kind of taking advantage (laughs) of the fact that i know to avoid things you know know to not give a shit about things till later that felt a little bit like all right fuck you especially in this zone where i'm having to like run for my life so i can't stop and analyze (laughs) you you know you're not having like deep thoughts in an emmy zone uh, yeah. Sorry to hijack Chowder from your locomotion speech. Sorry, that just really st- the, the no, no. juxtaposition stood out to me. Yeah, no, that's fine. I, I I think I said my piece on the stuff on like movement and like mm-hmm. you know the uh, stuff we talked about on morph ball and flash ship that also harkens harkens back to how movement's great. Like, uh, and uh, then like uh, there's a thing where I feel like it doesn't do well as other Metroidvanias, which is. Uh, rewarding you for uh, exploring, right? Like, the main yeah. way yeah. Metroid uh, Dread and, like, actually all Metroids reward you for exploring is, you know, missile expansions and mm-hmm. energy tanks. Most Mostly mis- missile expansions, because those... Yeah, they're so uh, crucial in boss fights in the older yeah, games in particular. Yeah, but, like, here it's like, I eventually, I eventually got to a point where it's like, I didn't need all the missiles yeah i didn't need all the missiles i had enough missiles that uh they weren't a problem and thus there wasn't really much motivation for me to explore i no i agree i i think also the way that they rescaled those pickups like getting more missiles and more health per pickup like kind of contributed toward trivializing it it's like yeah as long as i can survive Mm -hmm. a little bit i'm fine yeah 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 exactly Uh, and like compare that to say hollow knight where it's like uh, it has all these like different varying kinds of rewards. It's got optional boss fights. It's got like uh, the medals that give you like different like attributes. It's got like the ores that make your that can that if you get enough of them, you can make your sword stronger. It's got uh, he- it's also got the health boost, the mana boost. It, and if it, even if it doesn't extrinsically reward you with like some sort of mechanical improvement the game will will reward you with just a little more insight into the story and the world mm-hmm. and the lore yeah yeah and i think that, th- I think that, that could have been cool to have like little like easter eggs and stuff like that because like yeah hell, even even pokemon rewards you better for like going back once you have new power-ups to, to get to different places yeah. <laughs> yeah 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 and i think that's one thing metroid could have taken glad... from uh hollow knight i i i wish gave you a little more story rewards. I wish it gave you a little more like optional boss fights. Yeah. Especially I'm so glad you brought that up because I think the mood of this world uh, is not nearly as strong as previous Metroids. And that sounds so intangible, but like you guys just brought up the specifics that contribute to that. If you compare it to older ones, like super uh, super Metroid is heralded as like the best of the franchise. 1994, I think four or six is super Nintendo. Uh, and it, it holds up so well if you play it. Like, it feels great. It moves great. It looks great. Uh, and it's, it is such a moody game. 
and that each area of the map feels so distinct that even if you're not getting an explicit, like, here's an audio lore tab, or even if it's not like Metroid Prime where you can scan everything in the game to get backstory, which is just brilliant and nothing does it to that degree anymore yeah but like super metroid even without doing anything explicit rewarded you by having stuff in the background that drew your eye and you're like how the fuck did those ruins get there what am i walking through right now why is this enemy here it doesn't make sense that this enemy is here and i think that tight build of the world that i was talking about how it feels like you're just being like shooed through a tunnel here through metroid dread a lot of the time just follow the critical path and you'll get there i think it it does lose those moments to breathe where even if you don't put in something explicit it it areas did not feel distinct like cataris has more lava in it but like honestly there are times that i would be in cataris and think i'm in a different part of the game in older metroid games you look at the background you know exactly where you are you listen to the music you know exactly what's going on i don't think dread pegs that for the reasons you guys have discussed and more it's 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 not a failing of the gameplay at all the gate because the gameplay feels great but like it does it misses that extra step of like this is an interesting place to be and in dread it feels a little more like i'm getting through here like i gotta get through this it's like when i went to cataris for the first time and i'm just like have i been here before because like yeah. the upper section of artaria is also pretty lava y too so yeah. like which like it, it, it makes sense from like a realistic game design sort of standpoint but yeah. i mean we're talking about bird people this is not a realistic game franchise <laughs> um and let me tell you jeff if you do ever go back to older metroid games gba stuff you can play super metroid on the switch with nintendo switch online at super metroid you'll run into the same some of the same frustrations as this but like that game will hit you with a sense of tone much more clearly. And moving mm-hmm. from place to place doesn't feel so much like, have I been here? It feels like I'm in a transition. It's yeah. different now. Yeah. Uh, and, and I miss that. I, I feel like that didn't hit me quite as strongly in Dread. Yeah, I guess I just wanted to uh, point out one more thing. So, like, it's always yeah, sure. been a run- running joke, a uh, Metroid game that everyone keeps calling samus metroid metroid like, it, it's like <laughs> yeah. that's, it's that's like, not her name everybody calls link zelda yeah yeah, yeah exactly <laughs> but like in this game it reveals that like samus yeah like ravenbeak like tells samus okay so our scientists have seen your dna and they have determined in professional terms it's completely fucked you have you're human and you got injected with Chozo DNA from two different Chozo tribes. So And Metroid DNA. A, and you have X-Parasite DNA in you because you got infected with the X-Parasite. And you have Metroid DNA in you. And so you are like this fucking soup of all these different DNAs. How are you not DNA sludge right now? So but, I'm but not like, going to say... I'm not going to say it pays it off, Chowder, but it does... Uh, it pays it off perfectly, but... After you do beat Raven's Beak as the final boss, there will be some allusion to the fact that things are not great. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. But, but like, but my point is, it is now appropriate to call Samus Metroid. Yes. Because she is the last (laughs) Metroid now. Yeah, Star Wars The Last Metroid, coming to uncontroversial theaters near you. (laughs) (laughs) All right, you guys want to move on over to the ratings section? I'd yeah. love to, Jeff. Take me there. Lead me through these labyrinthine paths. Let's slide together into the ratings. 
All right, thank you both for a very exciting discussion. Now we are moving on to the rating section where each of us are going to rate the topic on a scale from one to 10. I'm tempted to just say like power-ups or something. Missile tanks is good. Energy tanks is good. Bird people. Yeah. I've yet to encounter a single bird person, so that's uh <laughs> that one's above well, me wait no hold on hold on it's perfect chozo statues the little statues of bird things offering you power-ups that is have you guys ha okay have either of you guys played the guacamelee games no the guacamelee uh, i've yeah. played a little bit not a whole lot I've, I've played both of them to like crazy extents they're very fun they're metroidvania slash brawlers and they're uh it's it, like a mexican fantasy so you're like a luchador uh, and there are always these talking goats with Chuzu statues, which are just Chozo statues, and you just keep breaking all their Chozo statues to steal upgrades, and the goats keep getting mad at you. And, uh, I don't know, sorry, I don't, that's not a, even a fun anecdote, I'm just, <laughs> it's so cornerstone to my understanding of this game, so I vote Chozo statues, God, sorry. I've gotta say, those fucking statues, I did not think they looked avian in the slightest. Uh, yeah, no, the, there are... Let me tell you, in the Prime games where things are, like, first person, so you shouldn't play them, uh, but in the Prime yeah, games, it's, it's, a, it's a little clearer that they're that they're bird persons. Oh, okay. I can see it after looking at images. <laughs> in I bird guess. person culture, um, this is called yeah. a statue. You, you, th you think Samus is like, like, you know how, like, birds, if they're raised around people, they'll, like, just forget about being attracted to birds and be attracted to people. You think Samus is now attracted to like people? No, I did not people. <laughs> I did not know that and also yes, I think Samus is attracted to birds. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, like, I think it's know, that is the dark anime tension that I did not read in but, my fight with from, Raven's Beak. That is a front, sexy boss Her mask fight. does look about as beak-like as their faces do in, in the, these, on these statues. So Jeff, so. that, that is 100% on purpose. She but, has a Chozo power suit. Like the, the Chozo uh, built that and gave it to her. So yeah, like that's it. on purpose. Yeah, and uh, okay, so I guess to explain Chozo the first statues, thing. one to ten Chozo Chozo statues. Yeah. I'm, I'm yes. comfortable with that. Okay, what do you guys? <laughs> okay. Uh, yeah, I guess. Uh, just since I've been leaving, leading the discussion, I've said most of my piece. Uh, this game kicks ass. I think this game is super fun. Um, I don't think it picks up on all the things from innovations in the in the subgenre of Metroidvanias that I would like it to, but I also don't think it has to because at the end of the day, this is not called Hollow Knightvania. This is not called Orivania. They are Metroidvanias. Metroid's the fucking king, and they're here to show us that. Um, uh, and excuse me, queen. The queen. Well, oh, I forgot that she is canonically Metroid now. Metroid is the queen, <laughs> and she is here to show us that. Um, no, I th I think this game like has its missteps in the same way that I can look at Metroid Fusion and say like the way that it divides up the sections of the game and fun and pushes you through them like they're labeled one through six. Like, cool. I know where I am at all times, but it takes away some of the mystery of exploring or the way that like. Um, I, I think that Zero Mission, while having an open world, gives you a little too much to go on with the waypoints, or Prime 3 doesn't give you enough stuff to hold your attention. Every yeah. Metroid game has its flaws. I think this is weaker in some of the more worldly areas. Um, and while I do want to get multiple playthroughs play in, and while I'm not where I was 20 years ago, where, like, the only game I had to play was Metroid Fusion, so I beat it 17 times, I have a lot to play right now. So I'm not going to spend as much time with Dread. Uh, but I think what's telling is I don't necessarily want to. And I think that that is just a function of the fact that 
It looks great. It feels great. Uh, it is a fucking... I didn't... As much as I don't enjoy Joy-Cons as a controller, the amount of fun I'm having with, like, a quick reflex game on the Switch is surprising the hell out of me, uh, considering I don't play Switch anymore. It's basically this and Smash Bros, and everything else feels like soup. Um... <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm waiting for Breath of the Wild too. I mean, I've got plenty. Of Breath of the Wild switch. feels Breath of the Wild feels great, but like it's it, it is it is a slower game than this. This mm. is breakneck, and I love fast games. I love Twitch reflexes. So uh, I gotta knock it a little bit for not bringing the heat in all of its design aspects. But it is really good. I would love to see... They say this is the end of this five-game story arc from, you know, Metroid 2, Super Metroid Fusion, Dread. But I think that this developer has gotten a lot of goodwill because this game is raking in the gold and raking in the reviews. Uh, and I would love to see more yeah. from these people as they build their skills in these worlds. It's an 8 out of 10 for me. I think this game is fantastic. If you like uh, challenging games... This will not disappoint. If you like casual games, maybe turn the difficulty down a little bit for those boss fights, but like, it's yeah, solid. Another thing um, I didn't realize till just now that I could have had fucking, I could have done at any point. <laughs> mm -hmm. Which would have been real grand for me. A dirty, dirty. I don't even think you could call me a casual because I'm so not a gamer. <laughs> yeah, no, you are you are an observer who just stumbled into the bullfighting arena on this one. Yeah. Um, okay, so I, I, I hold I, I do I do want to note one last thing. Sure this thing? game is pretty notorious. I'm sorry for how much I'm hogging the mic this time. Uh, uh this game also notoriously does not have a lot of accessibility options. So, like, to some of Jeff's point about, like, him not being... He doesn't have quite the level, same level of hand-eye. It would have been nice to have a waypoint every once in a while. For someone yeah. like me, this game worked. Um, I, I, But I think that the criticisms that all of us have brought up are especially fair because, like, for people, a, like, able to play games with default settings or not, uh, I think this game, uh, another reason to knock it is not necessarily having enough features to include as many players as possible and that is totally the developer's right to do it um but like jeff could have had a much different experience if yeah. there was yeah. like a, a more <laughs> guided curated option which we're seeing in a lot of games now it's just something else to think about yeah yeah all right so yeah when metroid dread was first announced uh i'm thinking man in in metroid's absence there's a lot of amazing stuff can Metroid Dread keep up with the new dogs? And uh, you know, for and I'm I'm gonna tell you right now, this game is fucking baller. It definitely keeps up. Is it the best? Is it the gold standard? No, I think plenty of Metroidvanias have surpassed uh, Dread. But like Dread's knocking on the door of Hollow Knight, going knock knock, I'm here. You slip up, <laughs> I'm surpassing you, and yeah. like staring at it through the door. I a Hollow Knight's I think is still one of the finest, uh, one of the greatest Metroid uh, Vanias, and uh, dr but Dread comes close, and like it, the movement feels great. Yeah, the, it, it comes close without trying to be like Hollow Knight. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. And uh, yeah, no, I've said it before. The movement feels great, but it struggles to really reward exploration uh, quite as yeah. much as previous Metroid games. Uh, and I, the boss fights are really fun and really hard. Kick your ass hard. 
it's got an interesting story, but like the atmosphere uh, struggles in a way that previous Metroids haven't. Metro previous Metroids have been no story, all atmosphere. It was weird yeah. to see this one flip that. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, I, I really want to see what uh, Mercury is going to bring next. because like That's a developer, Mercury Stream. Yeah, Mercury Stream is going to bring next because they've shown they can like improve. Like The uh, Metroid True remake was like, eh, it's pretty okay. Dread is like, oh, that's really good. God, it's I want a to pretty pretty big improvement. Yeah, it's too. a big improvement. I want to see I want to see them make another Metroid, and I want to see them improve further. This is definitely I'm go I'm with Colin. Eight out of ten. Love Metroid Dread. All right, all right, um, Jeff, bring down the average. Yeah, I'm I'm trying to <laughs> see. It's it's a problem for me because I I mean to be honest, I really did not enjoy my overall experience playing this game, but. There's a difference between the things that I think I have, like, legitimate complaints over versus the things that, like, if it were a funner experience for me than, and catering to me, then I think it probably would have been a worse game overall for most people. Because, like, you know, there were, there were some aspects of it that, that I found really, really frustrating personally just because... I'm not very good at hand-eye stuff, like I said, and, like, the battles like that with the bosses uh, really stressed me out and really frustrated me to the point where I was just like, I just want to be done with it. I don't want to do this anymore. Yeah. Um, and that's more of, like, a me thing, really. It's just, like, you I, know, it I, made I me hit angry that point in a way games. that I didn't yeah. find yeah. overall enjoyable. Uh, yep. There were like there were nuggets in there of things that I think are legitimate complaints. Like I do wish that there was not hand holding necessarily, but more clear communication from the game to the player in some instances. But I can all in some instances I can also see the value of leaving it so blind, you know, to make it feel like more old school, like Chad yeah. was saying. So, but again, but again, like accessibility features could yeah. bridge, yeah, bridge no, that would, gap. Like you I can play through an Assassin's that. Creed game without combat now. It's just like, hey, here's just the story. Go have yeah. fun. Oh, like, yeah, there could be an exploration mode. Accessibility. Like I know there are so many gamers who are like, oh, accessibility. Why you gotta make games easy? Back in my yeah. day, meh, 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 but no, no, let everyone yeah, play. Back games. in your day, Metroid wasn't fun, dickhead. Now it is. <laughs> and Have you played the yeah, first two like, Metroid games? They're rough. Oh yeah, no, so, the NES Metroid and the Game Boy Metroid. Impossible, mm. impossible. So, like breaking it down into to, to like the three main things about it, which would be like the map explore exploration and stuff. I found that mm -hmm. to be. I mean, it definitely wasn't frustrating. I can say that for sure. But I felt it to be a little <laughs> bit lacking because, yeah. like, it, it didn't it didn't really feel like there were multiple areas for me to explore. It felt like every yeah. time I came to a locked door, that the the game would move me through that locked door eventually with a new power yeah. up or giving it giving it to me as the only option. Mm -hmm. um, so that I found to be like it was fine. It was not like really exciting, and it wasn't the, that much of a draw for me. Um, yeah. The boss battles, like the main boss battles, not the MEs. Um, I, I mean, I found it really frustrating and difficult, but I do recognize that those are like positive qualities in, for other people. Uh, and again, after I beat that first boss battle, like the one with the big scorpion boy, 
and now that I knew how to do it, I'm like, okay, I could see that being enjoyable if I did it another time versus yeah. like the first time I found to be really frustrating just because like I was still again getting wrapped up on a lot of the lack of communication whereas like I have yeah. no idea no, how many different forms totally this thing fair. is going to have and how many times I'm going to have to kill it I have you know in some instances had a very hard time figuring out where I was supposed to shoot it and what with and I found that to be really frustrating but those were all like uncertainty things versus the actual fight you know i found that like once i was able to kind of see where the attacks were going like that was kind of enjoyable and i like that mm -hmm. um the third aspect would be the me encounters which i found to be like absurdly unenjoyable but again <laughs> a lot of it is because like I'm not very, I'm not a very fast-paced thinker in terms of gaming. So like having to run from these things and try to kind of come up with solutions while also terrified stresses me out. Yeah. It was the one aspect of the game that I felt was starting to like really trigger my motion sickness, which I was yeah. not expecting at all going into this game it's because it's 2D, you know. Yeah, uh, yeah no, so, when you like, said that I was like in a 2D game? That's yeah. <laughs> and like, you know, it it, it was definitely it, it has to do i think with like you know it being stressful and then also like me the character doing things that i didn't intend because i didn't have enough time to think about like what controls yeah. i was pressing so i would do yeah. things and then it something else would happen so it's that kind of thing it, it still i i didn't feel like it was that bad in terms of like making me feel nauseous especially like this last time that i played i didn't really feel it at all um so there's that uh, the other thing about the Emmys, I had something else to say, I can't remember what it was. Yeah, I mean, really, I didn't enjoy the Emmy interactions, and, like, that's when I decided, you know, I, okay, I played enough of this game, because I got yeah. through a few interactions with the green Emmy, and then I came to a door that was like, clearly, you're about to start another Emmy encounter, and I'm like, no, nah, I think I've had I, enough. And yeah, fucking like, no thanks, I don't want to. Ended, but, like, I would come to those doors, and I would really be dreading entering them, so... <laughs> Yeah, no, that's fair. No, I, I, I yeah. Any, sorry, so, give me your yeah, score. I, I, me, I need to I'm stop like, talking. I don't know where, where do I land? I'd say like, probably I would say like a six out of ten in terms of like Honestly, there are a lot of aspects of the game that I personally didn't enjoy, but most of them were things that I'm being like, all right, this just isn't actually my style, but I respect yeah. the feature here. There are a yep. few things where it's like again the lack of like communication and things like that I found to be in minor moments pretty frustrating but for the majority of the game it wasn't really that way it was just like you know i'd get caught up on these areas that i'd have to do over and over again mm -hmm. and it would be like exponentially more frustrating the fact that i'm like not even sure if i'm even doing the right thing but yeah so probably know, yeah, I, six I, chozo statues is probably where i'd land i'm not gonna lie i thought you were gonna bounce off this game a lot harder than that uh, especially because I just remember like me as like a, a like a kid and a teen playing the mm -hmm. just the small bits of Metroid Fusion that had these hunting moments where you have to hide, and yeah. like there uh, were times I, where yeah. I would. I where I would walk just like you said. I'd walk up to a door where I know one of the sequences is on the other side, and I would just put it down and be like, "I do not have the emotional constitution yep, to handle yep, this today. Yep. <laughs> I can't do it." And and, and and that's just formational to me. Um, if ever Metroid scratches your interest, Super Metroid and Zero Mission don't really have that, and it's more just about the exploration. Yeah, that's good because I will say, like, like, you know, 
there are parts about it that I enjoyed, and I found that like you know even when I'm when I'm getting to sections where I'm like, all right, my head's hurting, I'm too frustrated, I have to put yep. this down, like this is not yep. good for me. Um, I still did have a bit of a draw to be like, oh, but just go through that door and see what what's in there, right? That's, and I'm like, that's no, the just got to put it down. That being said, I'm probably not going to continue playing this game just because like the Emmy encounters like just stress me out so much and there isn't enough other stuff in the rest of the game that really draws me to like wanting to play it despite that if that makes sense no a hundred percent i think chowder and i have enumerated our our disappointment with some of the lack of the other world stuff uh, our friend austin yeah. has shared the same sentiment to me in other forums yeah because like uh, chowder I, I just do have thinking a question about like the chowder. closest things that i've played compared to this again like i brought up kirby a few times but also like mm-hmm. Weirdly enough, like it reminded me a lot of like you know Little Big Planet in terms of like you know like going okay, from room yeah. to room and then being able to go back to things once you have different things. Yeah. It's like there's there's some of that right. Whereas like, but I didn't feel like I, I felt like every time I went back through a room, it wasn't because like oh I've got this power up now I'm gonna go re-explore all the places that I went to previously. It was because like okay this is the next point in the map that I couldn't have gotten yeah. to without this power up. And it's it's yeah. still a linear transition. I just crisscross through rooms. You know what I mean? So yeah. I wish the, the exploration was like that. That seems like the part that would be the most exciting to me. And with this, I felt it kind of lacking. But. Yeah. I in, in previous that's always a component of exploration in Metroidvania. I do feel like it was a little more apparent in Dread than most. And maybe yeah. and 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 that sort of leads to my frustration of just like oh I can I can see the I can yeah. see the guardrails a little more clearly here. Yeah. Chatter. Yeah. I do want to ask something because um you and i actually didn't talk a ton about the emmys um you are at the final boss so yeah. i will tell you i don't think this is a spoiler you're past all the emmy stuff i passed all the emmy stuff yep do you feel like there was enough of it there was too much just like real quick thoughts on that okay uh, so i ultimately felt like the emmys wore out their welcome by the end like uh, at, at the beginning, it's like, oh, this is interesting and unique. But by, uh, by the end, I was just, especially with the zap, the bot with the zap cannon yeah. thing, I was just like, I'm, I'm, I'm very done. It, it, my ultimate conclusion is they felt kind of gimmicky. Like, the concept behind them is unique, right? Being pres- being pursued and having to, like, make... And not like, just, like, a, you need to learn the path of this enemy. It's like, no, this thing is hunting you, and yeah. it feels like it's hunting you in a way that's kind of impressive. Yeah, being hunted yeah. and having to figure out how to, like, avoid it or run from it is great. Uh, I think they it needed a little more time in the oven, and I think yeah. they needed... It, it, it's missing something. I can't. I think. Put my finger I think on I agree. Because uh, toward the end of the game, you you hit an Emmy where basically you uh, you're like, uh oh, okay, here it is. Here's the last Emmy, and then it immediately goes to a cutscene where Samus kills the Emmy, and I'm just like, <laughs> what a cop out. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, well, because and it, it it ties into story stuff about the evolution of her Metroid powers. Sure. But like. As like, a oh, player, these aren't even a threat anymore. Yeah, I think throughout the whole game, I I felt like I wasn't getting enough of them. Like there are points where like they stop being a thing in the game, and I'm like, I don't feel like I have enough. But then I think at the end, I come around to Chowder's point, which is like I thought that the game was gonna build to me being like a fucking super powered Emmy slaying badass bitch, and instead it just showed me that in a five second cutscene, and then it's not a consideration anymore. 
Yeah. So I, I, I agree that, like, while at first I thought, like, this is interesting and core to the game, it felt just less and less important as it went on. And I feel like they sort of got in their own way as the developers of really yeah. nailing that as the core of the game. Because, you know what I remember more than the Emmys at this point? How much fucking time I spent fighting Raven's Beak at God. the end. Raven, that's Raven Beak, that's like, what I remember. All right. Raven Beak right. will beat your ass mercilessly. Yeah. All right, I'm done, Jeff. I'm done. I'll stop. I okay. promise. This is, I'm sure there's more to talk about, and it's been a very good discussion, but I think that we've been going a little long, so that's going to wrap it up for us today. Uh, thank you for all listening to the Common Geeking Program. Again, I have been your host, Jeff Levitt. Uh, if you want to find me, the only thing I really do is I, I've got a, a, a toy review channel on YouTube that is called Alchemist Prime Reviews. And again, I've been joined by Colin and Chowder. Do either of you want to toss out any of your own links or whatever? Uh, yeah, sure. Uh, CommonGeekingProgram.com, DicePopuli.com. Those are the things that you can find me on most actively. Um, I recently did uh, some editing work for uh, Uxbridge Shimoda LLC that does the Greatest Generation and Greatest Discovery podcasts. Oh, um, fingers crossed i'll get to do more don't know yet but uh th when that comes out i'll be sure to let folks know where to find it because it was oh boy that was a fun thing to work on <laughs> uh hi i've been timel or chatter whichever you prefer uh i'm also part of dice populi uh, i'm currently doing its current uh campaign slash arc i really hope you uh, listen to that because it's just really fun and i'm having a lot of fun making it and i just you know want people to see my work but uh, I, where you where you can find me? Uh, I'm on Twitter, uh, at Timul Chowder. Uh, and uh, yeah, that's really about it. Uh, good stuff. Our our next episode is going to be another briefing program where we cover the uh the geek news from the month or some of it rather, and that'll be airing on the first Friday in December, which is the third. And then our next episode after that will be another regular briefing, our regular geeking program where we do another deep dive into a different topic. And that will be uh, on or around the third Friday in December, the 17th. We, yeah. we usually end the, up being a little late with those, not going to lie. The, the briefing <laughs> yeah. program will not be late this time because I'm not in the middle of moving. Yeah. Yeah. Usually Hooray. those are pretty on time, but either way. It's uh, it's it's been a good time. I enjoyed this yeah. this discussion a lot. Um, As did I. I've been I've been holding it all in for so yeah, long. No. I feel so good <laughs> to finally talk about it. So thank you for listening, subscribing, sharing, and everything you do for us. And we'll talk to you next time. Ciao. Dur. Ha ha. Fucking ah. I was I had that dur locked and loaded. I feel I so good about did. that. The Common Geeking Program is hosted by Jeff Levitt, joined this episode by Colin Ketchin and Taimul Chodery. This episode is sponsored by Motion Sickness. The podcast is created and produced by Colin Ketchin and Jeff Levitt and features original music by Colin Ketchin. This episode was edited by Taimul Chodery. Stay engaged with us on social media at Geeking Program or by using the hashtag CGP. If you want to know more about us and all of our other projects, head to commongeekingprogram.com. Stay in touch, stay tuned, and as always, thank you for listening to this.